The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to the Mental Reps Podcast. My name is Deanna and if you are new here, I am the host of our show and I'm so excited for today's episode as I always am, but more so because today's episode is a lot more scientific, a lot more data-oriented, a lot more tangible for each of you. And again, if you are new here, my main goal for all of these episodes for this whole show is to help teach and educate and shed a little bit of light, a little bit of insight into the world of health and fitness from a mindset perspective, from a mental toughness, mental discipline, you know, the way I think and go about things because of my past, helping to walk each of you through that a little bit as well. So we are going to be going over in grave detail, reverse dieting. And the reason for that is because everyone and their mothers decided to cut for the summer myself included, which is completely fine. That's all great. We shed a little bit of extra body fat. We felt super lean, confident, you know, doing our thing for the warmer months. And that's fantastic. But the question then lies, what the heck do we do after that? And the answer to that question, my beautiful people, is reverse dieting. Now, reverse dieting is not some, you know, secret or magic tool, magic potion that just helps everyone reach their goals. I think it's very, very important to note that, as always, health and fitness and where you're at in your journey and your goals and your lifestyle, I mean, it's so individual. And a lot of the tips, tricks, strategies, you know, things that can be utilized still do need to be approached on a human to human basis, right? This is not a one size fits all. If you do this, I guarantee you'll feel great, right? You ever read those magazine covers that's like, do this and shed 30 pounds. It's like everyone, like everyone who does this is going to shed 30 pounds. Like this is not that. This is not a secret, you know, magic recipe to all of your health and fitness goals and desires. This is a tool that can be very much utilized and utilized the right way to be successful in your journey, through your cut, through, you know, whatever phase comes next for you. So reverse dieting. And, and personally speaking as well, I think that this topic specifically uh, is not talked about, discussed, shared, taught you know, nearly as much as it needs to be um, because it is really important. It's really, really important. I think the big piece of that is, is, you know, weight loss and muscle building and getting lean or getting toned. Like reverse dieting is not sexy. <laughs> there is nothing cute or exciting about this process. And the reason for that is because it is entirely geared toward internal progress and internal health and really not as much or even close on the exterior side of things. And that's what drives progress and motivation and, you know, moving forward is you, you can see it reverse dieting. You could see it a little bit, but you can feel it. And it's, it's the non-sexy, non-exciting, very nitty gritty, but very, very much necessary 
piece of the puzzle for a lot of us out there. Like I said, if you were going through a cut for the summer, if you've been under eating for a while, we're going to cover a lot of that. And that is the, the essentially the purpose of today's episode is to be able to listen to everything that I'm saying, be able to identify with a specific category of, of where you fall on this range, and then to have the tips, tricks, and also the understanding necessary to implement something like this in your own journey. And again, I, I wouldn't recommend listening to this short podcast and being like, all right, I got it, bet, cool, I got it, I'm got, I got all the information. All right, I'm gonna give you as much as I can, but there's a lot that goes into this process. And if you do think that you fall in one of these categories or that a reverse diet could potentially be beneficial for you, um, I highly recommend reaching out to you know, your coach if you're working with one, reaching out to me as, as I'm working through a reverse diet with quite a few of my clients, just gaining more information on this from a more personalized perspective um, before implementing anything like that moving forward. So let's get into the nitty gritty. We're going to learn what it is. We're going to learn why it's there. We're going to learn who needs it, who doesn't, what to look for, how to do it, uh, the whole nine yards. So let's do it. Reverse dieting. What is it? It is a method, a tool, like I said earlier, that pretty much involves slowly and strategically increasing your daily food intake, uh, all with the impression and the goal and geared towards increasing your metabolism. It is targeted strictly towards the metabolic adaptation that occurs for one of many reasons. And we're going to kind of cover what those reasons could be. But like I said, slowly and strategically, little by little, increasing your daily food intake for an overall good, an overall benefit to your body, like I said, from an internal standpoint, which will then lead to external goals, progress, developments, you name it. So like I said, purpose is to allow your body, and what it does is it basically not tricks, uh, but teaches is a better word, teaches your body to utilize more calories day to day in order to sustain its weight, sustain its functioning, sustain its day to day process. Think about how many things go on internally in a day, actually less than that in an hour, in a couple of minutes. Like think about just you listening to this episode right now. What are you doing? Are you driving in the car? Maybe you're eating something. Maybe you're out on a walk. Like Aside from whatever you're physically doing, think like actually think internally to what is going on to allow your body to perform the physical act taking place. There's a lot. There's a lot. And what we want to do is make our bodies really, really savvy machines where they can take in a lot and then they can export a lot and they're just a well-oiled machine of good shit coming in good shit going out feeling good energies up that's what a reverse diet allows you to do in a very non-scientific sense and we're going to get a little deeper on that but basically helping you to increase your energy levels which can then increase your physical ability your workouts in the gym your energy you name it you're increasing that and it's also going to help balance your hormones for all of my ladies out there. I'm sure many of us can agree um, or have been through it, unfortunately, from a personal standpoint with health and fitness and under eating and maybe losing a lot of weight or losing a lot of body fat. And some of us lose our cycles. And the hormonal side of things, again, is not talked about. It's not really showcased, but like that's a very real piece of health and fitness for females, but also for males as well. And making sure, again, your body is that well-oiled machine through this process helps to balance things out hormonally, which helps on so many different levels as well. So whether your goal is gain muscle, lose fat, maintain, like a reverse diet helps you reach that goal 
while eating more food than you previously were. And I want you to think about that for a second because this is all within reason. No, I'm not sitting here telling you, you can eat however much you want all the time and you're good to go. Like you're gonna reach your goals, girlfriend, let's get it. You're probably like, uh, no, I uh, tried that one weekend and I went way overboard and then I weighed in on Monday and I was up five pounds and that's just not for me. That's not what I'm talking about. A key word in this project process is strategic. You have to be implementing it slow and steady, very consistently for it to work, right? This is not, I'm going to do what I need to on the weekdays and I'm doing that. It's great. And then the weekends I'm going way overboard and going way over my calories and overdoing it and not paying any attention to my food and oh, it's just not working for me. It has to be continuous. It has to be consistent. Now, Let's dial it back a little bit. Let's break it down. Who the heck needs a reverse diet? And this is where, I, like I said, I'm going to kind of give more so blanket statements of a potential situation where you may or may not find yourself in. Now, does that mean everything that I say in any of these situations has to apply to you in order for the shoe to fit? No, right? These are a lot of different kind of red flags or indications that a reverse diet may be the next step for you. Now, again, you have to approach it with a lot more of an individual basis to be sure. I'm not recommending anyone out there just start doubling up on calories and doing the dang thing because they listen to my podcast and they're like, all right, this is the step for me. Because if you're anything like me, food is fantastic. We love food. We want more food. We want to just eat all of the things, sweets, desserts, treats, you name it there has to be some strategy to the madness. So who needs a reverse diet? A few different situations here. Situation number one, if you have been chronically dieting for your entire life, for the last six weeks, for the last six months, for you know an extended period of time, you may be in a position where you need to reverse diet. You need to strategically be working to increase your calories. And why do I say this? So if you have been someone who has tried, I don't know, keto or Weight Watchers or macro counting or intuitive eating or cutting out carbs or you've done all those things, guaranteed I could probably safe bet say you probably have not seen the results you wanted to see. And then that leaves you wondering, okay, what else can I try? What else can I do? Where else can I improve? And a lot of times that means eating less. And even if you're sticking with one specific diet, right? Here's what happens. You start a diet, you wind up cutting a little bit of calories, your body responds. You lose, you know, five pounds. You're like, cool, this is awesome. This is great. And then what happens? We stop seeing weight loss. We plateau or we think we plateau and our response is, okay, I got to eat a little bit less. So then, all right, you eat a little bit less and then, hey, maybe you lose another two pounds and then it kind of stops and it stalls. And then your answer is like, well, last time I ate a little less and that worked. So this time I'm going to eat even less. And you keep meticulously bringing your calories down lower and lower. Even if you're not calorie counting, maybe you're just eating a little bit less at every meal. And here's where this is a problem. And here's where a reverse diet is so necessary. Okay. Our bodies are very fucking smart. They are very, very smart and they are very observant of what's going on. And our body's primary goal is what? Survival, right? Our, our goal, our body's goal is not to have abs or a six pack or be shredded or no. Our bodies are focused on survival. They say, hey, these things need to occur for this bitch to survive. 
I got to make sure these things are getting done, right? From a cellular level, from an organ level, from a blood flow, heart, brain, those things need to be taken care of. So what happens is if you continuously are eating less food, less food, less food, that's less energy coming in. And your body literally says, okay, bet. And it literally says this. This is a quote. Okay, bet. You're going to feed me less. Fine, 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 fine. Good. Yep, that's, this is what's happening. You're going to continuously feed me less. All right, cool, 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 cool. I'm going to burn less. I'm going to become way more savvy at doing everything I need to do without burning any single extra calorie in that process. And it consistently continues to adapt right? So you lower calories and then it adapts. And where you used to see weight loss at that number, now you're not. Why? Because your body said, "Uh uh-uh, this is not enough. I got to start shutting shit down. So then you drop them less and you see a little bit of a response, but then it adapts again. And that vicious cycle, constant under eating adaptation, constant under eating adaptation, basically what your body is doing is shutting down any sort of process that can take place that allows you to see results you think your body is worried about losing fat when you're not eating enough to like you know sustain normal life functioning no it's not worried about losing fat and this is where a lot of times people struggle with so many outside factors that they have no ideas even related or linked to their diet or linked to to under eating or or anything like that there's hormonal issues, there's women, females losing their their cycle, there's hair loss, there's digestive issues, there's energy, there's mood. So much of that goes into the fact that you're just strictly not giving your body enough that it's it's hating you and it's continuing to adapt in a negative way. So if this is you, and again, this is like the drastic side of things, but if you've been chronically dieting or anything like that for a long period of time, this could be anywhere from months to years, there's a good chance that you have negatively impacted your metabolism in a way where it has adapted to be slower okay and this is a not a fixed state people think oh i just was born with a slow metabolism no you were not oh she's just got a really fast metabolism nope she's doing things for that too it's it's an adaptation so that is is situation number one and basically with all of that you know scientifically speaking it's your bmr that is slowing down your basic metabolic rate which is basically the amount of calories the energy that you burn on a day-to-day basis your body slows that shit down when you're not fueling it enough and then not only are you not losing weight you're actually winding up having to do more and more to see any weight loss at all it's a continuous negative cycle so that is option number one and everything gets pretty difficult we're going to touch on that a little bit with the effects there Um, but option number two could be that you like i said just finished up a cut for the summer you know nothing drastic nothing crazy you maybe had a coach who worked you through protocols and you were cutting calories strategically and maybe you were working doing it on your own you were increasing your energy output and going on walks and getting steps you you did your cut for the summer maybe you're still cutting for the summer that's that's completely fine but we always want to be a step ahead we always want to be thinking one step ahead what's my next phase to set me up for success Right, because a reverse diet now or in the near future is going to set you up for a better body, a better physique, a better physical being next summer. 
And I know that sounds crazy to think about because you're still kind of living in your bikini bod right now and you're feeling great. Or maybe you just hit that weight loss goal and you feel great, but you always want to be one step ahead. So if you did just finish a cut or you're in the process of it and you know that's kind of going to be coming to an end soon, again, as the weather changes and seasons change, it's going to be very, very smart. Um, And I would almost consider it necessary for you to go through a reverse dieting phase in order to, again, take care of you from an internal standpoint. Allow your body, your energy, your hormones, your metabolism to go back to baseline, okay? Because nobody is supposed to be in a cut 365 days a year. And the point in that is you can't be. Your body will continue to adapt until you're no longer in a cut. You may think you are, right? You're eating less and less, but your body's continuing to be a step ahead and a little bit smarter than you. Okay, so option number two, like I said, if you were just in a cut for the summer, option number three as well for potentially needing a reverse dieting phase is people who have or individuals who have reached their weight loss goal and, and they're happy with that. And now they want to maintain and they want to maintain that body, that number on the scale, the physique that they work so hard for, but by eating a little bit more, right? You got to work your ass off and you're running, you're running, you're running, you run the race, you run the race, you're in a calorie deficit, you lose the weight. It's like, okay, you cross the finish line. You don't just stay put. And stay right there. Like you gotta slowly come to a walk and you gotta catch your breath and let your heart rate come back to normal until you're, you know, standing well past the finish line and you're not huffing and puffing anymore. You put in that hard work, but you have to learn how to now maintain it. And that's where the reverse diet comes into play and it helps you be able to maintain it by, like I said, eating a little bit more daily. So again, not that any of those three options need to describe you to a T, but I'm thinking a lot of people right now, kind of myself included, finishing up their cut for the summer or looking to maybe transition into a next phase rather soon. Um, it's very important that you learn what this process looks like and how, again, to implement it because it's not sexy it's not cool it's not fun it's it's nice to be at your goal but we have to be looking out for our overall health as well all right let's get down to the nitty-gritty on how to do it how to implement a reverse diet right because at this point we know all right under eating for a while i probably need it going through a cut i probably need it reaching my goals i probably need it are we are we catching on here guys a lot of people can benefit from this process and the reason for that is because metabolic adaptation works both ways it works both ways like i said it your metabolism is not a fixed rate or a fixed process or you know it it can absolutely be malleable it can be moved and manipulated so by so many factors i could do a whole 2 hour episode on your metabolism um, because it cracks me up too when people you know say oh well, what's my maintenance calories I'm like, I have no idea. They're like, okay, well, I was cutting at 1,500, so what's my maintenance? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, it is all about how you live your life, the body composition you have, and the process that you go through in order to determine your metabolism. So how do we do this? Slow and steady. Boring as shit, I know. Trust me when I say it. Uh, I've been through a couple of reverse diets myself, and it's just like, ugh, it's uncomfortable, guys. It is. It 100% is. And I don't want anyone to sit here and start glamorizing the fact that, hey, wait a second, I can eat more and reach my goals? Like, fuck yeah. Like, in theory, that sounds fantastic, and I get that, but it is a nitty gritty, slow and steady, very uncomfortable process. And again, the reason why it's so uncomfortable is because more than likely if you're going through this process, 
It's because you have come from a point of low, low, low calories or under eating or restrictive. So you are now completely going the opposite way and teaching your body to eat more, to eat more frequent meals, to eat more, you know, volume in your meals, to eat breakfast when you've never eaten breakfast, to eat dinner a little bit later, even though you always thought that eating dinner past seven would gain weight. Like you have to be ready, willing, and able to break through a lot of the barriers that you have probably been living your life by if you're in that option one chronic dieter type of mindset. And that's why it's so hard. That's why it's so uncomfortable, but it's the uncomfortableness of this short-term phase that then sets you up for success for so many other things to come, okay? So it's almost like the go through the shit now to to get the reward later type of deal. So what we're doing, slow and steady, increasing calories, little by little at each meal, slow and steady. It's gonna be very, very gradual. And that's another key as well. If you jump from under eating to overeating, you're going to gain a lot of weight. You're gonna gain excess fat. You're going to be very, I would say even more uncomfortable through this process. So what I like to do is very small increases anywhere from about 50 to 150, and I know that's a big range, roughly calories a day for these increases. So for example, if you typically eat 2000 calories every single day and you're like, I'm starting my reverse diet. Okay. Week number one, we're eating 2,050 calories a day. That is tiny. That is a tiny, teeny, tiny little increase. That is an extra, I don't know, quarter of a teaspoon or quarter of a tablespoon of peanut butter in your oats in the morning. That's the only difference for the whole damn day. Okay. This is not a, I'm going to eat anything because I'm reverse dieting. No, no, no. 50 to 150 calories. Obviously, this is totally dependent, like I said, very individual on you, how much you're eating, your background, your history, your size, your weight, you name it, every variable possible. But a good rule of thumb for the average people, people I work with typically as well, um, anywhere from 50 to 100 calories a day for a little period of time. And this is where consistency matters. If you are tracking your food and you're like loosely tracking a little bit and you forgot to do a little bit here and you had a couple bites there and then you had a few bites of your friend's ice cream when she went out and you didn't order it, but 50 calorie increases is going to be, it's not even going to matter because you're not tracking closely enough to actually see that increase happen. So consistency is going to be everything. It's it's impossible to know if you're actually gradually increasing or going under or well above if you're not consistent with the tracking and the targets that you are given. Okay, so it's slow. It's hard to be slow and steady when you don't know if you're going slow and you're definitely not steady. So you do the small increase and then you wait. You just wait. You wait until you receive some sort of biofeedback. And this can be a number of different things. And this can also be nothing. Okay, so with each of these changes, you want to give it, again, roughly anywhere from two to three weeks. I would even say one to three weeks at each bump to notice changes if and only if you are consistent. If during that time, two-week span, you didn't hit your macros more than three times, like that is not consistent enough for us to be like, all right, let's bump it up again. Like we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what's going on. I'm gonna continually harp on that. You have to be consistent. If you are consistent for two weeks at that bump and like nothing happens, that's a good sign. 
that's a good sign. And this is we're going to cover this as well, but this is also why reverse dieting is so <sighs> unappealing is because for a while it feels like nothing is happening. So then you eat a little bit more, right? You you bump it up to 2100 calories. It's another 50 calorie increase a day and you give it two weeks. You're super consistent. You hit your macros all the time. Nothing changes. The number on the scale is the same. You look the same. You look the same. I mean, this is where it's confusing because those are all good signs. And again, we're going to go over that in just a bit. But bottom line is slow and steady changes. Slow and steady increases 50 to 150 calories from where you were. Again, if you were cutting, that number is probably on the lower side. Maybe we're at, I don't know, 1,700 calories or 1,600. Wherever you currently are at is your starting point. You want to grow from there. So another important thing to note is that protein is so crucial during this time to an extent. So for women specifically, you want to eat and be consuming about 0.6 to... 1.3, it's it's a rough estimate, grams of protein per pound. So that could be, if you're 120 pounds, that could be 120 grams of protein. That's perfect. That's right within that range. Um, if you're already at that point, right, if you're 120 pounds, whatever 120 times 1.3 is, and let's call it 130 just for even numbers, if you're already at that point with your increases and you're eating 130 grams of protein, but it's time to bump up calories again, those bumps are going to come primarily from carbs and fats with more of an emphasis towards the carb side of things. Okay. And that's where, again, it's really important to be tracking, to be, you know, utilizing some sort of uh, tracker for calories, macros, et cetera. I use my fitness pal. That's the best way to do it because you have the most data. And I know people roll their eyes at calorie counting and macro counting, and I don't want to be restrictive. It's not restrictive. You're actually tracking your food to make sure you're eating enough. To make sure that you're fueling enough of your macros and hitting enough of your protein to see the growth that you want to see. So that's kind of the, the, the place you want to be at from a numerical standpoint with these increases. Again, slow and steady. Um, if you are not calorie counting or you've never done that, again, it's going to be a hard transition to get into it. But instead of saying, oh, well, then I can't reverse diet. Like, no, absolutely you can. We can implement so many other different factors. And if you're not calorie counting, you can slowly increase the portion that you eat at each meal, right? If you, you know, are picturing your breakfast right now and you usually put it in that one bowl or this and that, whatever, increase it a little bit, make it a little bit bigger. If you usually make a two scrambled eggs in the morning, make three scrambled eggs in the morning and a piece of toast, right? If you typically do, I don't know, chicken and broccoli for dinner, do chicken, broccoli, and some pasta on the side, like small increases. Again, I'm not talking a pound of pasta as, as a side dish here, but little increases at each meal, obviously aiming for whole foods and good nutrient-dense things. Eat the damn rainbow, but that's kind of the way you could approach it as well if you are not calorie counting. And there's actually an interesting study that was done as well um, where they kind of tested this and tested reverse dieting and that, that met- metabolic adaptation and what goes on. And they found that... Someone who is eating about 20% above their maintenance calories didn't see any significant increase in fat gain at all. There was no real changes there. There was nothing worth noting. Again, your maintenance calories can be manipulated. And again, I can go into this at a totally different episode as well with how do we find that number? This is... This is the, the nitty gritty of it. Don't worry about it for now is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to prove a point, all right? 20% above your maintenance calories. There's really no change there. 
And I want to use that to our, our advantage too, because again, reverse dieting is uncomfortable and you feel strange through that process, but we have to trust the process. We have to trust that what we're doing is going to work. And if you've been in a significant calorie deficit your whole life, we got to work that up. We have to, have to, have to. So 20% above maintenance, no real change. But if you're eating anywhere to 40 to 60% above your maintenance, they did see some, you know, significant increases in fat gain. So again, reason to just, you know, make note of as well. You want to do slow and steady increases. You're not jacking your calories up by an extra thousand from Monday to Tuesday and then being like, why didn't I gain fat? Like your body wasn't ready for it. Your body and your metabolism can't adapt that quickly. If you had built up a thousand calories over the course of two months, I guarantee you probably wouldn't have seen any fat gain. It's slow and steady process. Okay. So that's kind of where you want to do. And you want to be able to basically teach your body to take in and utilize as many calories a day as possible. So everybody's response is a little bit different to the reverse dieting process. I've actually seen clients who have lost weight through this process, right? Been at a plateau and not seeing any progress for so long because they were so under their calories that when we started working that back up, they everything started to click. Their body was like, oh, thank goodness. Okay, we can shed a little bit of fat. We can lose a little bit of weight. We've got extra energy coming in to take care of that process, right? It's kind of like a distribution of what's necessary based on the energy that you give your body. So what to look for in this process, again, very individual, but there's a number of things that you kind of can take a look at to say, okay, that this is working. First things first, energy levels. Right off the bat with going through this process, I mean, you're simply giving your body more fuel, more fuel to the fire. You should be more energized, right? I'm not talking energizer bunny and up at 5 a.m. like, this is great. This is a magic potion. I can't believe I never heard of this. I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe for some of us, but most people, you're going to slowly start to see increases in your energy levels, right? Whether that's not being as fatigued in the middle of your work day, or you have a little bit more energy during your workouts, you are able to stay up a little bit later at night. You don't feel like you're dragging your feet all day long. Those are really, really important factors to consider because again, you're now working towards a healthy lifestyle. You're now working towards the best version of you, not just the physique you wanted for the summer, but like, hey, how how do I make sure I'm good? Like my body's good. This is the one vessel that I have. How do I take care of it? past the summer, past my abs, past being shredded. Okay. So that's energy is a huge one to look for. Um, another one to look for as well, strength, um, your strength should be increasing. And that's again, another really important factor to focus on during this time is your strength going up. You should be hitting PRs in the gym. You should be able to push a little bit more weight. You should feel like a little bit more energized endurance is up. You get through the workout a little bit easier. Those are really, really important factors that like, Hey, this is working. This is what I needed. And my body is thanking me for that. Uh, Another thing to kind of keep track of as well when you are reverse dieting is the number on the scale. Uh, I know a lot of people are very reluctant to weighing themselves in multiple times a week, but the more data you have during this process, um, the better. And the day-to-day numbers really aren't, they're going to fluctuate. They don't really matter. I don't want to say they're not important because they are important, but they don't really matter as much as more so the weekly average of things. So if you weigh in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Those numbers are going to be kind of a little scattered, but you take the average of those four and you write it down. And then the next week when you bump up your calories and you take the average of the four again and it's the exact same, awesome. Again, your body's using the extra calories. So cool. We bump up calories again. We're doing all our things. We're taking the average of our weight and cool. We're up 0.2. 
not even a significant increase, and you're now eating, you know, 200 more calories a day than you were previously. Do you see how that kind of makes sense in regards to tracking that progress? So that's really important. Um, another thing I always recommend and what, what you should look for is just in your progress photos, we want to make sure that we're growing where we need to grow and not growing where we don't want to grow. So muscle mass should be slightly increasing again over weeks and weeks of consistency. You want to see some biceps, some shoulders, some back muscles, legs, everything kind of looking a little bit more inflated, especially if you were coming out of a cut and you were relatively flat and lean lean during that time to have some juice, some fuel, some oomph to your muscles is a good thing. And you should be seeing that in your progress photos. Now you also want to make sure we're not seeing any excess weight gain or fat gain through your midsection or the backs of your arms or your back in general. I mean, Again, it's not going to happen overnight, either of those options, but just something to kind of keep tabs on during this time. Another thing to look for during a reverse diet to see if it's working is your mood. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm hungry, I'm cranky as shit. Like it's, it's a new, a version of me that you guys don't want to see. And it has nothing to do with whoever I'm talking to or whatever I'm doing. I'm not even actually cranky. I'm just fucking hungry. I am the definition of hangry. And it's like, get out of my way when I'm heading towards the kitchen. Okay. So if you're now cutting for the summer and you're hungry and cranky and tired and moody for months and months on end, or you've been dieting forever and being cranky has just become a personality trait for you. Imagine how good you're going to feel when you start getting the fuel that your body needs. Your mood should be going up. You should be happier. You should be a little bit more patient, a little bit more tolerant. Those things are really good to note as well. Like, Hey, I didn't, you know, snap on my husband today. That's great. That's fantastic. I'm sure he's happy. You're happy. Calories are going up. Everything is moving in the right direction. And in my opinion, wins like that and small things like that mean so much more than like she doesn't have abs all year round. Like who cares? Who cares? The relationships you have with the people you love, that matters a lot more than the abs that you do or don't have. And going through a reverse diet, yeah, abs might not be as shredded as they were middle of the summer, but every other fact of your life is going to be a lot better. So uh, pros and cons here, but your mood increasing and, and getting a little bit more normal is a really good factor to look for when you are reverse dieting as well. Um, another important thing to note for females specifically, if you did happen to lose your cycle, um, lose your period during this time of under eating or restriction or anything like that, gaining your cycle back that's insane. That, that to me should be win number one. I mean, allowing your body to be in a position to optimally function the way it should be is everything. Okay. So that to me trumps any sort of shreds or leanness for a cut, for dieting, for restriction, any of those things. Okay. So another thing as well with reverse dieting and what to look for is your hunger cues should be getting a little bit more regular. Right? If you're someone who's like never really hungry or always skips breakfast and like you're trying to lose weight, but you're like, oh, I'm just never hungry and I barely eat anything, but like, how am I not losing weight? It's because again of that metabolic adaptation, your body said, okay, bet I'm not going to burn anything because you're not feeding anything. And then you stop feeding even more and it stops burning even more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So as you continually show and prove to your body and your metabolism that you are feeding it regularly throughout the day, you should start feeling a little bit more hungry. You should be hungry when you wake up. You should be wanting to have breakfast. You should be hungry after a workout or throughout your day. Hunger cues are a good thing and they're very, very normal. Now, when you are going through this process, that's what to look for, what to be paying attention to. What not to look for are any, if you're in a weight loss perspective and you've always wanted to lose weight, 
hence the chronic dieting, and you're now going through this process, what you don't want to be looking for is changes on the scale. Okay, you want the scale to be pretty much the same, which how infuriating is that? All you want to do is lose weight, and now you have to go through a reverse dieting process for the next 12 weeks where nothing happens. Ouch. That's frustrating, that's tiring, that's annoying, it's, I get it, but 12 weeks of this to set you up for the next six years of success, like, hey, I'll take it. I'll take 12 12 weeks of uncomfortableness. So you should not see really any true weight loss on the scale if that is your goal. Now, it is normal to see small changes upwards if you are coming from a cutting perspective, or even if you're not, um, but small fluctuations are, are pretty normal. Again, the scale and that number should be used as a data point, but not necessarily as a, hey, is this working? And last but not least, important to note as well is when do we stop? When do we stop reverse dieting? You have been cutting, 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 and now you are increasing slowly but surely every week. It's like, okay, do I just do this forever? No. (laughs) Obviously, we are all going to hit a point and all different points when that reverse diet should kind of come to a close. And as you are probably all noticing, 99% of this process is driven through biofeedback meaning your body is telling you along the way what should and should not be done. So same applies for when to end or stop that reverse dieting process. If you feel like you haven't really gained much fat and you are feeling good, you're feeling energized, calories are up, strength is up, mood is up, everything, all of those markers are kind of checked off and you're, you're looking down and you're like, I feel like I look pretty good and I'm happy and I'm well fed and I'm not hungry every day you're good. Chill there, right? We don't need to keep increasing, okay? Or same thing applies. If you don't mind the amount that of fat that you've gained, you've gained quite a bit and you've gone through this process a little bit more aggressively and bumped up calories more and more and more, but you're comfortable with where you're at, you're good. Stay there, okay? So that's kind of where you want to look at things objectively. You also want to take a look at what you want your next phase to be. So for example, if you want to go into a calorie surplus, you want to be more geared towards that muscle building side of things, you may need to continually be increasing your calories, which then yes, you are reverse dieting, but essentially your reverse diet stops, or at least that phase is considered stopping when you hit your maintenance levels, meaning you're eating X amount every day, scales maintaining, energy's good, I feel good, like nothing's really happening drastically up or down. That's kind of where you would end the reverse diet. And then if you decide, hey, I want to go into a muscle building phase, we bump things up. You continue climbing that ladder again, slow and steady. So personally speaking with this process, uh, I will say the first one is the hardest. The first time you're going through this process of getting uncomfortable eating more after you've been eating so little. You're, you're getting uncomfortable with you know, the scale fluctuations and feeling a little bit extra fluff or a little bit heavier or it's very hard to not talk yourself off of it. Right? Like, okay, never mind, forget it, forget it, forget it. You have to continuously remind yourself why you're doing any of this in the first place. And for most of us, that why needs to be strong enough. Otherwise, we're gonna say, fuck it, never mind. I'll just I'll just eat fifteen hundred calories the rest of my life. Who cares? I'll just maintain here. When we all know that that's not enough calories to sustain what your body needs every single day. So this process, again, I could argue is for a lot of people and a lot of us can benefit because food is fuel. Food is driving your life. We need food. We need food. I actually have, this is totally unrelated, but I have a uh, cousin who um, he, I think he's probably like two or three now. He's really, really young. Anyway, uh, I was talking to his dad. Well, I guess 
little family tree here. His dad is my cousin. So then would he be my second cousin? Anyway, he's young and he refuses to eat anything. He literally will not. He'll eat like snacks. He'll eat goldfish. He'll eat, uh, he likes waffles. And like, that's it. That is literally it. They can't get him to eat. He won't eat anything. It's, it's a whole struggle. And my cousin took to saying to him, not actually, but joking around, like, if you don't eat, you die. Because he kept asking the little two-year-old, three-year-old, what, what happens if I don't eat? What happens if I don't eat? I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. He's like, if you don't eat, you die. And it was just a running joke. He didn't actually, you know, push that down on him. But the bottom line is exactly that. If you don't fuel your body, your body shuts down. So I don't know why that tangent was even important at all, but I just thought of it as I was talking. So I had to share that little tidbit with you guys. But that is the bottom line. If you decide to undereat, and I'll just do that, like your body sooner or later, uh, I would vote sooner, is going to let you know it's not happy. And that's going to show up in so many different areas. And you're going to be fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. When bottom line is, if you just fuel your body the way it's asking to be fueled, you won't have to deal with a lot of those issues. So personally, like I said, the first one was definitely the hardest, but bottom line is these reverse diets and building calories up, building metabolism up, building muscle mass up, building hormones back up. All it does is put you in a better spot to grow and build and feel super fucking sick in the gym to build muscle and feel like a beast and then come around next summer, cut and feel and look even better. It's always for that next phase in mind, and it's an uncomfortable process, but hopefully, like I said, some of this information today kind of shed some light on the why behind it and at least gave you enough insight to know if like, hey, maybe this is kind of what's needed for me as well. So that is that on reverse dieting. Hopefully, this was helpful for you guys. As always, if you have any questions at all, I am always here.